broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. Danger Hour's back. I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Pools. Coming to you live. Not really, James. Well, sort of. No, not at all. Okay. Not live. What you're listening to is a previously recorded podcast. All ideas and thoughts expressed in this podcast are those from a moron and cannot be held in the court of law. And so forth. <clears throat> James, can I interrupt? No, but you've already done it. There's something different about you, James. Is it that I appear far wiser than I did previously? No, that's not it. Um, do I appear more experienced than I did before? No, that's that's not it either, James. Uh, do I seem more heroic? Uh, that's that's definitely not it, James. I think I figured it out. It's your voice, James. You sound different. You sound like you got a dick in your throat. Oh, come on. <coughs> yeah, I did catch a little something. While on my travels, and I'm not 100%. I'm sure I sound a little nasally, but it does give me this kind of sexy, deep thing going on. Like, hey, uh, my name's James, and um, I'm single and ready to mingle. You're not single, James, and you're definitely not ready to mingle. You're out of shape, James. Oh, yeah, shit. All right, fine. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to that, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, last uh, you heard from me, everybody. I was uh, about to embark on a grand adventure. You know the type. The type that I always go on. Adventures. Because I have the spirit of adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm a go-getter. And let's just say that I went and I got her. <laughs> you didn't get no one, James. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, so the, the plan was, to catch you up to speed, the boy had a baseball tournament in New York. Cooperstown, New York. Now, after looking at the flight costs and the costs of renting a vehicle, I was like, you know what? That's pretty pricey. Why don't we just drive? During the high gas prices, you fucking moron. Hey, hey, oh, oh. California's got high gas prices, not the rest of the country. So like I said before, I'd be stupid not to drive. I saved so much money. That's not the way it works, James. Well, kind of. Would you like to hear the uh, lowest price that I spent on gas, everybody? Uh, it might not be that impressive. Oh, shit, I can't even... I don't even know what it is. I, I think... Oh, here it is. I think it was $4.15 a gallon. Maybe four eleven, Something like that. And uh, compared to home, it was in the sixes when we left. So, uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Anyhow. The cost of the flight was not the reason why I decided to drive, although it did help. But it was because of the adventure, everybody. Do you understand that? The adventure. And when I presented my wife with this fantastic, extraordinary idea for the grand adventure of driving across the country, I was met with dismay. <laughs> nah, that's so far. Why would you want to drive that far? Oh my God, that's, that's, that sounds bad. Oh, 
God, right? And uh, after some convincing, I said, listen, I've never driven across the country. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to. On top of that, I am, I'm sure you all know by listening to all these ramblings over the years that I am a fan of national parks. One might even say a national park geek. And I decided this is a great opportunity to go visit all the national parks I would never go to go see. For example, Arkansas. When the fuck would I ever go to Arkansas? I'll tell you when. Never. So this was the opportunity to go through Arkansas. Arkansas to some of you uneducated fellas. So after my award-winning speech, the wife agreed. And, uh, you know, I really tried to sell it. Like, look, when are we ever going to get the opportunity to drive across the country? When? You know, we'll go down the south, the south route on the way there, and then head back towards the north. Hit all these places we've never seen. Go to all these parks we've never gone to. It'll be fun. And so she was all in. And the kids were not all in, but guess what? They don't have a fucking say. <laughs> the daughter wanted to stay home. She wanted no part of this. And I told her, listen, this is the last time we're going to have a family trip. You're getting old now. You don't give a fuck about any of us. You're over it. Just it's all about high school and friends and all that. So I'm forcing you. This is the last amazing, epic trip you're going to have to go on. After this, you won't have to come anymore. All right? Didn't stop her from completely ruining the trip, though, with all her bitching and moaning. But that's neither here nor there. So I will proceed to tell the tale of danger across America. Now, this isn't going to be like your Aunt, your Aunt Mary's you know, slideshow with the pictures from her boring trip. Nope. It's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> Maybe. Some crazy shit happened. Oh, mama. Some crazy shit. Let, let me, let me uh, give you a little teaser. There is a, probably a, a city I will never return to after the trauma that we went through. Uh, I almost killed my wife in another city. And I found out what is going on in this country. And uh, it might shock you. It won't shock us, James. Yeah, probably not. But uh, those are your teasers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, let's get going. So, first stop was to drop off our animals with my parents, because remember we made that deal, the unbreakable deal, where we gave my mother one of our pups, and she must watch our dogs free of charge <laughs> whenever we need her to, no questions asked. And we uh, took her up on that pretty quickly. So we went to their house, which is on the way, drop off the dogs. Meanwhile... I didn't know this. She said she had a dinner plan for us, like a little send off. And she made my favorite dinner that she makes. And uh, man, was it a nice surprise. We sat there, we had dinner with them. And uh, they also gave my wife a birthday cake because her birthday was coming up later that week, which was also very surprising and lovely. And then they gave us a little envelope with some cash for our trip. What the hell? What a nice start of our little vacation. Aww. So once we're done with dinner, we hop in the car. It's 7.30 p.m., right? Now, I know what you might be thinking. Hey, you fool. Why would you be driving through the night like that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the first stop was in New Mexico. 
New Mexico. And uh, I've already driven through Arizona, you know, many times, and I don't give a fuck. For one, it's just the desert. Two, it's hot as shit. And three, it's hot as shit in the desert. Okay, so I've already been through there. So I decided, all right, well, I've already seen that part of the country. I don't need to see it again. And we decided just to drive through the night, beat the heat, and we got to New Mexico at 7 a.m. the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, our first stop was White Sands National Park. White Sands is a bunch of dunes, which is, uh, they're all completely white. Well, I guess you <laughs> figured that out from the title. Uh, it's all gypsum, the shit that's in drywall. And it's really fine, powdery sand. It's pretty crazy. And it looks like snow, like hills of snow. There's even people that bring little sleds and slide down the hills. And it's pretty wild to see. So after a few hours of that place, we're like, all right, let's hit the road again. (laughs) Some of these places, we're just kind of like hitting them, checking them out, and then hitting the road. Besides, we've already stayed in New Mexico around the same area. So, you know, I had no interest in doing that again. Uh, we've, we had just briefly went through Texas before. We never really spent any time there except for eating at a restaurant. So I'm like, all right, well, let's stay the night there. Let's check that place out. So the next stop, five and a half hours away. I know. After 11 hours, like a few hour break in this national park and then back in the fucking car. Five and a half more hours, right? And it was to Big Bend National Park in West Texas. Down to that little, like, uh, the left part, that little loop down there. That's where it was. And it comes uh, right about this time is when I really pissed off the wife. (laughs) Oh, did I piss her off. Now, look, let me explain something. On a previous road trip, I've done the thing where it's like, yeah, I don't want to get gas yet. I'll wait till the next gas station, right? And then we uh, wound up coming really fucking close to not making it to the gas station. And she got pissed off at me in the last road trip we had like years ago. And so this time, you guessed it, I was like, oh yeah, you know, we'll make that next one. And she's getting more and more pissed off because her car tells you how many miles you got until before it's empty. And uh, the thing is, <laughs> her car is a hybrid, right? Uh, and it, it, it always fluctuates how much mileage you have depending on, of course, the speed you're going. You know, if you're going uphill, downhill, blah, blah, blah. All this shit factors in, as you probably are well aware. And so it's, it told me that you had so many miles before it's empty. And I did the little math calculations. I'm like, ah, well, we'll make it like right on time. No problem. And it turns out that this gas station is like in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's the only gas station around. And before then was no gas station for quite a ways. And I was betting on making it to that gas station. And she was so fucking furious. I can't believe you're doing this. Look, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. I'm like, I can't believe you. I'm like, yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it. And inside, I'm like, oh my God, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think we're going to fucking make it. Anyway, we wind up making it to the gas station and her car has like five miles left on it before it's empty. And I'm like, look, we made it with plenty of gas. Plus, this just tells you a rough estimation. You can go below it. Once it gets to zero, you can keep going for like 20 more miles. That's just a safety thing. <laughs> just like when a chair says it can't take more than 200 pounds. Yes, it can. That's just a, you know, a little cushion for error. No big deal. No big deal. But oh, was she pissed. 
furious. But that didn't last long. Because right down the road was our destination. And I got us a room, a little place called the Casitas. Little private little uh, bungalows you can, you can rent for the night, right? And so I called ahead because it said there was nothing available. And this is right down the street from the National Park entrance. So I called, and the lady that answered, I'm like, hey, uh, do you have any rooms for tonight? Oh, yes, we do. I'm like, oh, great. And she's like, when will y'all be, when will y'all be getting here? And uh, I told her, like, I think it was like six something. Oh, well, we close at five. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the keys in an envelope hung, in a, hung, hung up on a board with a pin through it. And it'll have your name written on it. And I said, okay, so uh, these keys you're leaving, can anyone just come by and take them off the board? Well, I guess, but nobody will. And I was like, well, how the fuck can you say that? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sounds good, I guess. So we show up to the casita, and there's a really, really cute little establishment here. And yes, I'm using the word cute, and I stand by it. So I head up to the main office there, and there's my name written on an envelope, hanging up <laughs> on the main little pegboard. And there's another envelope with some other fellow's name on it. So I'm like, all right. So we go to our casita. It's very cute. We walk in, and it's hot as fuck in there. Oh, mama. It is like death. It's hotter in there than it is outside. And it's hot as fuck outside. I don't even know this about Texas, but it's miserable in the summer. That's right. In July, miserable. Uh, and so I'm like, oh my God. And I go to the air conditioner, which is not on, and there's a trouble code on it. It's like flashing. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And uh, I'm, I'm messing with it and it's I'm having no luck. It's one of these wall units. And so I'm like, come on, dude. I unplug it, plug it back in. And then it fires up. I'm like, all right, great. And then five minutes later, back down. I'm like, oh my God. And it's miserable in this place. And I'm calling that. It says, if any problems, call these numbers. Call the numbers. Nobody's answering any of the numbers. I was like, God damn it. So then I call another one. And I, or I call the first one again. I leave a message this time. Because no one's answering any of the fucking numbers they have. And I tell them what's going on. And then I call another number. I leave a message there too. And I'm like, God damn it. What do you want to do? Like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't stay here tonight. It's fucking unlivable. <laughs> so a little bit later... I hear some footsteps coming up to our casita. And this uh, Mexican guy's like, Hey, uh, what's going on? You, like, we got your message and they told me to come here and check it out. So I'm like, yeah, man, this thing isn't working. And he's looking at, oh, yeah, yeah, this is no good. Okay, so uh, you want me to just replace it for you? You know, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty, pretty fast. I'll go get it and I'll put a new one for you. I'm thinking like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't want to wait here while you go get a new unit and take this one out of the wall and put a new one in. I was like, can we just get another room? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I, can, I, can, re I can replace it real quick, real quick. I go, nah, I'd rather just get a new room. And my wife's looking at me funny. I'm like, the fuck's your problem? And he's like, okay, let me go tell the, talk to the people and uh, try to get you in a new room, okay? And he leaves. Why don't you just let him replace that? I'm like, dude, what? because I know how shit happens when you're working on a project. Things go wrong, all right? What if he gets the unit... Oh, this is a problem with here. Oh, we didn't get this fucking part. Whatever. Just let's get a new room and be done with it and they can fucking deal with it. No, thank you. And she's like, I guess. And so they get us into a new room. 
They're apologizing. They're very nice. And uh, they're like, well, it's, it's going to be a while before the room gets cooled down because we don't keep the ACs on all the time. We didn't think anyone was going to be in this room. So it's going to have to, uh, it's going to cool down. So maybe you guys should go for a swim or something for like an hour. And then we should be fine when you come back. I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, so we go, we go and get some groceries and all that kind of shit. Come back, put them in the fridge. We go down to the pool. And no one is around. It's like our own private pool. It's great. It's, uh, it's dark, but it's still hot as shit. We go in the water. We're having a great time. Fucking bat starts flying overhead. <laughs> and something happens that I've never seen before. This fucking bat dives down like I thought it was going to attack me. I got scared. I shrieked like a young girl. And the bat like scooped down and like drank water out of the pool. It's fucking crazy. But uh, after that, got out of the pool, went back to the room and it was nice and cool. It's great. Oh, did we sleep in? Woke up late the next day. I told the wife, like, look, we have an executive decision to make. What do you say we stay in a little casita one more night and then make a, a long, a long eight hour drive to our next stop the next day instead of checking out today going to the national park and then getting on the road after that shit and you know after a while she's like Neh. yeah okay let's get let's stay another night so i, I uh, booked another night with the lady then we headed to the national park we did a little baby hike seen some beautiful shit and then later on we're driving around well, this place is crazy this uh big band national park now look i feel embarrassed to say this that I learned this at this time, 38 years old. I never knew this. Hopefully you're as dumb as me. <laughs> and you don't know this either. Because <laughs> I told someone else, I'm like, hey, did you know this? And they're like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, great. Uh, it turns out that the bottom shape of Texas is shaped by the Rio Grande. Did you know that? Did anyone know that? And the reason it's called Big Bend National Park is because the Rio Grande is... Uh, Rio Grande is flowing southern, south, and then after the bend, Big Bend, it goes north. So that's why it's called Big Bend National Park. That's the spot that it goes from south to north. It's like, oh, great. And so we took a little hike right at the tip there. There's this canyon you can walk through. And uh, we got there about 3.45 p.m. And I tell the wife, I'm like, all right, look at the temperature on the car. It says 109 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I know what you're thinking. You idiot. Why would you take a hike at that in those extreme temperatures instead of waiting for later on? I'll tell you why. Because we're on a road trip adventure and we got stops to make and we're only going to be here for a certain amount of time and we got to take advantage of it. We can't like, you know, we can't just fuck off and like, oh, we'll do that tomorrow in the morning. You know, it's like, well, we're here now. We got to do it and, you know, get on with our with our lives here. Make the next stop. So it's like, well, we're here now. We got to do it. And I tell the wife, look, it's 3.45. So the sun is slightly off. You know, it's not above head. It's coming down now. So we'll be in the shade. No big a deal. Now, what I don't realize is I'm on California time still. And what I don't realize is in Texas, it gets dark like around 10 p.m. So at 3.45, the sun is pretty much right above head. <laughs> so we get out. And I'm used to working outside. And so it doesn't feel as hot to me as it does to these other, other people's, to the wife. So I get my, uh, my bag on. I'm like, hey, look, everyone throw your water bottles in my bag. I'll be the mule. You'll have less shit to worry about. And uh, no problem. So we're walking, dude. 
Again, 109 degrees in Texas. We're going through this canyon and the sun isn't, <laughs> it's pretty much straight ahead or above head. We got a little bit of shade once in a while, but you know, ugh, it's kind of brutal. And the wife was not enjoying it. So the Rio, Rio Grande is flowing. On one end of the canyon is the United States. On the other side is Mexico. And we're on the U.S. side. And we're walking along. And at certain, and this isn't a very long, it's like, you know, like a what, a mile and a half, and then a mile and a half back. It's not a big deal. Uh, and it's kind of like going up a little bit in this canyon. And my wife is not looking good, right? And I kind of thought she's being a baby. I was like, meh, you'll get over it. <laughs> the kids are like, it's hot, but they're still trucking along, you know? It's not that bad to me. And I'm the one carrying all the fucking weight. And at one point, I look at her and I'm like, oh shit. She does not look good at all. And by, by the way, this happens to be on her birthday. <laughs> and she's like, that's not how I wanted to celebrate birthday. I'm like, well, again, this is the day we're here. You know, I don't make the rules. Anyway, it cut to she's looking real bad. And uh, she's all like red looking and looking fucked up and miserable. I'm like, oh, no, I think she's having a heat stroke. And so I go, hey, look, uh, let's just stop right here. Why don't you uh, sit down in the shade for a bit? And she's like breathing heavily. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not looking good. I thought, you know, I just thought she was being a baby. <laughs> I didn't know she was having like a real medical emergency. And so I take her hat off her and I grab one of the water bottles because I bought an extra one because it's, it's 109 degrees, for Christ's sake. Someone's got to be smart about this. And uh, I'm pouring water on her head. It's like, here. And I'm pouring it like on her neck and shit and having her drink more. And I was like, oh my God. And I think I even had a, I think I had a Gatorade. And I'm having her drink some, some of the Gatorade. I'm like, all right, just relax and take it easy. And slowly the life starts coming back to her face. And uh, she's like sounding like herself again. And she's like, okay, well, um, I think I can go now. I was like, all right, you sure? Yeah, but just, just a little bit more because uh, I'm, I'm fucking over this. I'm like, all right. And so we go down to this other spot where it's like a lot of shade. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go and scout ahead and see if this is even worth it. So you hang out here. And then the daughter came along. We scouted ahead. And yeah, it was pretty anticlimactic. Now, look, I'm going to sound like a real pompous douchebag right now, but we've done the hike in the Narrows of Zion. And once you've done that, like, this is bullshit compared to that one. If you've never done the Zion hike, like, this is great. But <laughs> it's like, we've seen better than this. So uh, we went back and I was like, yeah, you're not missing anything. So, uh, you know, we'll just hang out here for a bit. And once you feel good, we'll head back. So we get back to the car. It's the hottest shit. We get in, we're blasting the AC. And she's like... <laughs> She's all good now. Everything's fine. And she's like, I can't believe you almost killed me on my birthday. I can't believe that. And I go, listen, you're not seeing the best gift anyone has ever given you. And she rolls her eyes. I go, listen, hear me out. I go, listen to me. I gave you a gift like no one's ever given you. You almost died. Nothing makes you feel more alive than nearly dying. So I've given you the gift of life and rejuvenation. You're welcome. Happy birthday. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she almost died. If we would have kept going, she could have passed out in, uh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I start driving back. Now, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's these flash floods that happen in Texas and Arizona and all this kind of places. And uh, I didn't realize I was driving down, you know, on this road. <laughs> and the wife goes like, all of a sudden, hey, you don't see that water coming up? Slow down. I'm like, what? And this fucking road, like the, the water was flooding the road, you know, like across ahead of us. And it looked to me, because it was like weird color. I don't know if I, if I can explain this. But like every once in a while, like there's this cement looking color on the black road. And I just thought that's what it was. I wasn't paying attention. And do we would have like fucking hydroplane or like we could have wiped out and <laughs> driven off the side of the road because I was daydreaming. <laughs> so I almost killed her again on her birthday. But uh, we, we kind of went through that water and like it splashed the sides of the car. I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God, James, you got to pay attention. What are you doing? I'm like, I thought it was like the, <laughs> the color of the road that was just changed. So on we go. And she wanted to, uh, at some point down the road, like, I think we stopped a few times and got out and we took little side hikes and shit, little baby things, real, like, you know, real quick. And this one, she's like, I kind of want to stop by this one spot. I'm like, okay. And we're driving and all of a sudden she goes, oh, you just passed it. You missed it. I'm like, oh, shit. And I passed the little, little uh, turnout she wanted to go to. And I was like, you want me to go back? She goes like, oh, maybe. And as we're driving, right? Up the road, all of a sudden, we see a big fucking black bear and a cub cross the road ahead of us. I'm like, holy shit. First off, they mentioned that there's black bear in this national park. And I'm like, really? It's the fucking desert. Why would there be black bear down here? I can imagine there's some, like in the foresty area, there's like a small foresty area. But no, a giant black bear and a cub in the middle of the fucking desert, cactus and shit, pokey, <laughs> pokey cactus. And it's completely obvious. Like, it's not blending in with anything around it. It's just black fucking shadow that crossed the road. It was insane. It's like, what are you, what are you doing here? It had, it had no place in the desert. But there it was. And I was like, dude, if we would have stopped, if I wouldn't have missed that little cut turnout and we would have stopped the, the car... The way we would have walked on this trail, we would have like crossed the path of this bear and cub. And it's like, probably a good thing that didn't happen. But it was crazy. And uh, I'm also glad that we wound up staying in the casita because it wound up being a pretty cool thing that happened. First off, we went for her birthday. Like my parents like, hey, my dad's like, hey, take, uh, take her out for, for a birthday dinner with, the, with this money we gave you. You know, take, take her somewhere nice. But, uh, you know, there wasn't really somewhere nice around where we were. But there was, a, there was a few couple joints, you know, in Texas in the middle of nowhere. And we went to this spot that had live music. And it was pretty fucking cool. Cool experience. And uh, had some really good food. Some, some what I get? Oh, come on, man. Come on, dickhead. Come on, hamster. Start rolling. <laughs> Fajitas. Mm-hmm. They were pretty fucking good. From what I expected to come out of that kitchen, it blew me away. Really tasty. And the performer that night was this old white fella. <clears throat> and he had this raspy voice. 
And this first song he played, I'm like, hey, I know this song. And it went a little something like this. You thought by now you'd realize there ain't no way to hide your lying eyes. And he was playing the acoustic guitar on my, and this other guy was playing slide guitar. I was like, oh, shit, yes. Whoop. Loved it. It's good. James, don't ever, don't ever sing again. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to give a little bit of flavor here. Set the tone, set the mood. This dingy Texas bar slash restaurant. It's cool. And then uh, we're going back to the casita. And it starts to fucking rain, man. It's raining pretty good. When we get to the room, it's fucking downpouring like you wouldn't believe. And there's a crazy thunder and lightning. Now, look, we've had thunder and lightning here in California's, but it wasn't like this. This fucking lightning was striking like every second in all these different directions. And the thunder was loud and crashing. And then all of a sudden, I have never heard a thunderclap so fucking loud in my life. It sounded like it literally was 10 feet away from me. It was slam! And I was outside, by the way. I was outside on a little, uh, we had like a little patio, covered patio with some, uh, some Adirondack rocking chairs. And I'm sitting out there with a beer. And, that, and just enjoying the thunder and lightning show. And dude, that shit scared the fuck out of me. And then the wife opened the door. Oh my God, did you? I'm like, of course I heard it. It was right here in front of me. That was crazy. And uh, it was a pretty fucking awesome show. The likes of which I've never experienced. So I'm glad that we got to stay in uh, the casita one more night. So the next day was like an eight-hour drive to Mansfield, Texas. We got to stay with uh, some friends of ours that just moved out there. And it was pretty cool, man. Good to see them. Stayed there for two nights. Uh, went to dinner. Got some Texas barbecue. Holy shit. That was so fucking good. The chef came out. How's everybody doing? Where are you from? Where are y'all from? It's like uh, LA. Oh, man. I was just out there recently. Oh, how I loved it. Beautiful. Santa Monica Beach. Oh, so beautiful. Just got to see the weirdos out there. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, man, it was a great experience. I'm like, really? The weirdos? He's like, yeah, I'm not used to it. It's a culture shock, man. I, I, I don't get to see that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, all right. Well, I guess. <laughs> the weirdos. Great. I was like, hey, man, I got to tell you, this brisket was fantastic. I go, how long you cooked this brisket for? He says, well, we do it for about 18 to 24 hours. I figure, why the hell not? <laughs> you could take it out earlier, but why wouldn't you? Just leave it in 24 hours. And then it just falls apart. I'm like, yes, it did. It's fantastic. And then we went back to their house, watched the Dodger game, and the Dodgers won. Everybody wins. Everybody wins, everybody. Everybody wins. We left our friend's house the next day. We headed off to Hot Springs National Park in Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, went right through Texarkana. You ever heard about Texarkana? They, they talk shit about that. If you're from, Are you from Texas? Yep. Where are you from? Texarkana? That ain't Texas. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we went to Arkansas. Now listen, this was, this was the absolutely the worst national park I've ever been to in Arkansas. It was bullshit. I did not like it. It made me feel odd and strange and, f- and weird feelings in this place. Now look, when I heard of Hot Springs National Park, I was expecting to walk through some green forest, and then all of a sudden you come to this pool that's uh, bubbling and smoking, right? Steaming. Maybe you can even get inside of it. Take a nice little soak. That's what I was expecting. But these are bathhouses. It's like old-timey. 
It's like a fucking place that rich old white people would go to to cure what ails them, right? Hey, I got a hitch in my get long. Got a hitch in my giddy up. I'm going to go down to the bathhouse and see if I can get fixed up. And they walk up there and they get pampered by black fellas. That's right. The staff was all black. Racist fucking place. The black people weren't allowed to enjoy the, uh, the services of this establishment. Only whites. I don't even think women can... Uh, yeah, they could after a certain time. <laughs> then the women were allowed to do stuff too. But uh, I did not like being in there. It made me feel weird. Even though I'm half white, it made me feel like, fuck these white people. <laughs> I didn't like it, man. I just, I didn't care for it. But so anyway, we enjoyed the nature aspect of this place. We took a hike and it was humid as fuck. So humid. Who knew the South was humid? After our hike, the, the wife was really not happy. It felt like someone poured a bucket of water over me. It was not good. <sighs> Uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, Arkansas, I wasn't sure before we went there what to expect from Arkansas, and except broken down cars in the yards, trailers, and a bunch of fucking hillbillies, that's what I expected, you know, but I'll tell you what, there might be that <laughs> in Arkansas, but not in the route that we took, through Texarkana, uh, straight, straight through there, and uh, we got to this little town, well, the town of Hot Springs, and it's really fucking beautiful. And on the way there, all these gorgeous neighborhoods with these like rolling green hills and uh, little creeks and lakes and shit. And it's, it's fucking beautiful. Gorgeous. Oh, fuck. It's fucking gorgeous. And I was like, wow, Arkansas, you really impressed me. Didn't care for the National Park, but, uh, you know, it's still a beautiful state. It's really nice. Uh, the woods are beautiful. Anyhow. The next stop on the list was Memphis, Tennessee. Shit. I've always wanted to go to Memphis. It's been on my bucket list. I mean, it's the music capital of the country, right? So blues was born and all that shit. Beale Street. Elvis. Well, thank you very much, man. I mean, uh, come on, right? I've always wanted to go. Never gone. Until now. So the plan was, all right, we're staying in Memphis for tonight. We get in. <clears throat> We find a room with some pretty good reviews. We uh, go in, freshen up. Then we head down to Beale Street to B.B. King's Blues Bar or whatever it's called, Blues Club. Now, I know it's like, you know, touristy, but uh, I got the kids with me, so I can't go to none of these like swanky places. Like, <laughs> uh, come on, you know, you understand. Although, I'll, I'll get to that. So uh, we get to Beale Street. Park the car and this uh, black fella goes, hey, uh, <laughs> he tells me I should park. Hey, you should park right over here. That way we'll keep an eye on your car for you. You got that expensive thing up there. And he points at our cargo container. I'm like, is that what people think? It's exp like we've got expensive stuff up there? Because believe me, we're not keeping anything of value in that spot, in that thing. It's like camping gear. So in case we're in the national park in the middle of nowhere, we just settle down for the night. But anyway, do people when people see those cargo things on top of cars, is that what the impression they get? That there's expensive stuff up there? Does it make you a, a, a prime target to break into a car? I don't fucking know. Let me know. What do you think? How do they do that, James? Oh, the danger hour at yahoo.com. Send me an email. I'll read them. I read all of them. It's only me that reads them. I won't sell your email for beer money. I won't do that. Mm-mm. 
You want to send me a recipe? I'll make it. Do you got a movie recommendation? I'll watch it. Do you got a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. Do you want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done, I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So email me. I'm curious. Do you think about those cargo containers that go on top of the cars? Uh, you know, these people got money. They rich. They got fancy shit in there. I don't fucking know. All right. Anyhow, we go to the BB, BB King's Blues Club. We stand outside and wait in line. And the guy out there, the shifty looking black fella, he <laughs> proceeds to tell us that there's a cover. $10 a head. It's very important to him that he establishes that there's a cover to get in. I'm like, yeah, all right, no problem. <clears throat> and so he's like, all right, just you wait here. I'll get you in. We get in there. We'll pay our cover. And, my, and the boy's like, Dad, why are we paying that? That's crazy. Why are we paying $40 just to walk in? Forget this place. I'm like, look, that's how it works. <laughs> he's like, well, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. That's not even including any drinks or food. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's, that's how it goes, man. I'm like, it's to be expected. You know they got a they got a big bar a uh, big band in here. They got to pay the band. They don't really look at all the people in here. Look, they make that much money. I'm like, oh, just calm down. <laughs> and so, uh, dude, we get a great seat upstairs overlooking the stage. Fucking great, dude. The music was insanely good. Fucking killer. And the food was really good. Kid had his some more barbecue he got his ribs finally because the other joint was sold out the other time everything was falling into place we had a great experience we go back to the room it's about 11 o'clock oh here's where it gets interesting everybody if you're not sitting down paying attention this is where you should start paying attention memphis may or may not be the city i mentioned that i will not be returning to in my teaser at the top of the show so we get back to the hotel and i'm on a i'm on a good buzz feeling great we're just gonna hang out relax hit the hit the sack and then take off the next day we actually were gonna stay in arkansas the night before that was the plan anyway but we decided to keep passing through so it's like we had an extra day all right and uh i had i had plans for in case that was to happen if we had extra time anyway so we get up to the room and the wife goes right when we get in the room we walked from the car to the elevator, right up to the room, get into the room. The wife goes, oh, no, I forgot my phone in the car. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I called it. Yeah, I don't have it. It's not here. I was like, okay. Why don't you come with me and I'll hold the side door open and then you can go, you can go get my phone real quick. I'm like, all right. So we go back downstairs. She's holding the door open. I walk to the car and... uh. I don't know why, but something in the back seat catches my attention, right? And I look in the back seat. I'm standing in the driver's side, and I'm looking in the back seat. And on the passenger side in the back seat, I see a bunch of shit on the seat. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, it looked like, I go, did the daughter spill a bunch of chips from the road, like road trip snacks? Like, did she spill a bunch of shit in the back seat? And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's glass. And I, was, I look at her and I go, oh, shit. <clears throat> and I go, someone broke your window. And she's like, oh, no. Yep. And she walks out. And I go, where was your phone? She goes, in the front seat. I'm like, well, it's not here now. We walk around to the passenger side. And looking at all the fucking broken glass 
And it's just destroyed. It's, it's, compl- it's fucking glass shattered into a million pieces. It's all over the place. And I'm like, oh, my fuck. And like, we look, now that I'm looking in the car, I see that shit's been thrown around. Like, you know, like I said, I'm buzz. I'm on a good one. I wasn't really paying attention. Now that I'm like, I'm fucking sober now. And I can tell like the, you know, the glove compartment with like shit was thrown around. And uh, I'm going to tell you something that I didn't mention in the beginning of the show. Uh, I raised money from a fundraiser. <laughs> I sold a bunch of Super Bowl squares and people bought them and sent me the money and shit, right? Some people gave me cash and I had $1,000 in cash raised from that. It was for my boy for uh, his Cooperstown fee. Um, so I had $1,000 for his Cooperstown thing and I brought it with me. And when we first got in the car... The wife drove, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to carry $1,000 cash with me, and I don't want to leave it in the car, but I don't want to carry it with me. So what should I do? I was like, I'm going to hide it somewhere. Now, I got this shitty lint roller that my wife has in her glove compartment, and it's from the Dollar Tree. It's like a shit one. (laughs) It sucks. And what I did was I pulled the tape off the roll, folded up the 1000 bucks, and put it inside there, and slid the roll back down, right? I'm like, who the fuck would look in this thing? Nobody would ever take this. <laughs> no one would look twice at a shit lint roller. And I shoved it all the way in the back of the glove compartment again. So at this point, I'm like, fuck, her phone's gone. Car's broken into. Now listen, <laughs> you, you might think this is dumb. And in retrospect, I know it's fuck, it sounds dumb. But like, we left all my boys' baseball shit in the car. His bats, gloves, all his gear. It was all in the car. Now, I recently got him. I think you might have remembered. I recently got him some, like, he had some shit gloves before that I got him uh, a while back. And it's like, all right, they're kind of, they kind of uh, been beat up pretty good. So now I'm going to upgrade them. And I got him some good gloves. So, like, he's got some top of the line professional equipment. My mom bought him that top of the line fucking professional equipment, the bat. So he's been, he's got loaded up and like morons, we left it in the car and I'm like, oh shit. And I'm thinking of all the stuff in the car that could be gone, the fucking money, all this baseball gear, my glove is back there. That's a professional glove. Um, what else? Like her phone. I'm like, oh no. While we're looking in the car, I'm thinking all this stuff before I even open the door. And I'm like, oh my God, how can this fucking, like, are you serious? And we hear a noise behind us. It's about like 20 feet away. Now, this is something I forgot to mention also. Like we didn't park out in the fucking, like in nowhere. Like the way this, this hotel was, was positioned, it was kind of sideways. And when you pull into the driveway, there's the entrance to the sliding door. And then there's like two handicapped spots and two regular spots. And that's where we parked, right in the front, underneath the fucking light. The light is shining on the car. We figured like, all right, we're in the front row, under the spotlight. Car should be safe. Never had any, never had the car fucked up at all, anywhere, anytime. In all these hotels, we've always, all this traveling we've always done. Never had any issues. And so, you know, that's just to establish like, we're not parked like way out in the fucking shadows, way in the back of the parking. Like we're in the front and center. Anyway. Hear, hear a noise and I turn around the wife turns around and there's a fucking guy's head pops up and it's just his head and he's looking at us like crouched down behind a car I'm like what the hell the guy's got a hood on right he's all crouching down and the wife goes that must be the guy that, that broke in 
And I go, hey. And I, like in a very stern voice. Now, look, dude, I don't know how to fight. <laughs> I'm not a tough guy. I can understand how maybe I could appear a slightly intimidating to some people. But uh, I don't know. Six foot, 200 pounds. I don't know. But I just, I just went, I went, hey, give me the phone. And he was like, no, man. He goes, it wasn't me. He goes, I saw who did it. He ran that way. And like a fucking moron, instinctually, I just turned my head, huh? And I look that way. And he goes, you went around the building. Like, I saw him. And then so a part of me is like, is he telling the truth? Did someone else break in and run around that way? I was like, then why is he crouching behind another car hiding? And like, I'm trying to process like this shit because it's all fucking new to me. I don't, this never happened to me before. And then the wife's like, he's fucking lying. And then I go, uh, just give me the phone, dude. And he stands up. And he's got my backpack over his shoulder. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> now there's no question about it. He's the guy. And I go, hey, that's my bag. And he takes like a few steps back. And then I said, just give me the fucking phone. And he's, and he's taking steps back and I'm taking steps forward. And I'm like, and like at the same time, I don't know if this guy's got a fucking gun. I'm scared too. And I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm approaching him. And he's walking backwards. And then... Uh, my wife's getting mad and she's like, give me the phone. Just give this all I want. I just want my phone. That's all I want. And I go, just give me the phone, dude. He's like, he's like, I don't got it. I don't got it. He's got no more room. He's against this fence. And I'm still taking steps towards him. And I'm like, just give me the phone. And he throws my bag at me. That's my hiking backpack. And it fucking hits the ground like five feet in front of me. And he jumps the fence and he goes, it's in there. And he takes off. I pick up my backpack and I'm thinking like, yeah, fucking right. And look, I'm not going to jump the fence and chase this guy, right? It's probably some crackhead and shit. So I open the backpack, and there's her phone staring back at me. I'm like, oh, shit. Thank fucking God, man. Can't believe it. And I opened the backpack, and there was more shit shoved in it. And it had, it had, we, so I brought some binoculars, right? He took the binoculars out of the, out of the like, carrying bag, and then he, he took the bag. That's like, cool what okay and he took a bag that we have like travel pillows in he like wanted like a bunch of bags it's weird but he did take there was other shit in my in the bag that wasn't that didn't belong to me and we noticed that the car he was crouching down in he broke their window fucking too so he, while we were outside looking he was he broke in and was searching through another car across the way I was like, oh, shit. So he hit two. He hit two cars. And, uh, dude, it, it was so fast. Like I told you, we went up. Oh, my phone's gone. Let's go back down. He was already on to the next car. And so once we go back, <clears throat> I'm looking through the bag and shit. I don't know if he took anything else. Like, I don't know what's missing. Uh, I open up the back and my glove is gone. That's where my glove was. I'm like, fuck, he took my glove. My, bat, my boy's baseball bag is there. All this shit's in there still. I'm like, oh, thank God. And then uh, I look in the back seat. There's my glove. So this fucking guy, it looked like he even jumped through the broken window. He didn't, I don't think he even opened the door because there was scratches on the inside of the shit. And he like went through the glove compartment, went through the uh, side, side con center console thing, like went through the back. Like, he didn't even, he didn't even open the back hatch. He just was like digging around and shit and threw the glove. And like he could have taken... A lot more high-priced items, but he didn't. 
He just took uh, some bags and uh, my wife's like cheap sunglasses and her phone. And oh, there was also other stuff from the other car. There was like a like a video game, like a kid's video game with a bunch of games in it and shit, like in a in a bag, a carrying case or something. And there on the front seat of the car is that shitty fucking lint roller <laughs> laying right there. <laughs> and I get it and I slide it and there's all the cash. And she looks at me like, oh my God, you're so fucking lucky. I'm like, I told you it's a great hiding spot. <laughs> oh my God. Couldn't believe it. So now we got a fucking broken window. And it, you know, the kids are kids called what heck, what's happening? I'm like, and then you know, the wife's like, my car got bucking it too. <gasps> what? We'll be up there soon. So we call the cops. She goes to see if the 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 hotel has like a trash bag to cover the window. The cops show up, these two young black dudes, they don't give a fuck about anything, man. They get out all slowly and casually. Yeah, so uh, where'd the guy go? What did you see him? And I told him the story. I said he ran that way. Or, you know, he jumped the fence and went that way. And this guy, like, slowly walked like a fucking, like an old western cowboy. Like, <laughs> slow as hell. Not even faking that he gives a shit. He's like, yeah. So, uh, why are you staying here in Memphis, man? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you shouldn't be staying in this part of Memphis. It's a bad area. I was like, well, this is our first time in Memphis. Oh, it is? Well, shit. Welcome to Memphis. <laughs> I start laughing, but in my head, I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself. So he took the little police report or whatever. He's like, yeah, so we don't usually catch these guys. So, uh, you know, you got your report. And uh, <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, well, this is our this is our coverage area. So we'll come by, you know, a few times throughout the night. Make sure that make sure they don't come around again. I'm thinking like, well, the fucking damage has been done. But yeah, thanks. So we literally took everything out of the car. Uh, they gave us a trash bag. I I, uh, I had some duct tape in my hiking bag, just uh, as for just for safety reasons. And so uh, taped up the fucking window real good. And the next, and I couldn't sleep all fucking night. The kids were all spooked, thinking that uh, people that they were going to break in and steal and like hurt them or something. It was weird. And uh, I was like, why would they break into a car and then you try to get you what finish the job? <laughs> we'll take we'll take everything your kids and all and so uh couldn't sleep did some research while i was tossing and fucking turning there happened to be a auto repair auto window place like two miles down the road called them up in the morning well we got a lot of cars so it's gonna be a while so you better get here as soon as you can like, all right i took it told the wife and the uh, kids to stay there see if we can get a late checkout the hotel obliged after the you know we told what happened I sat there for five fucking hours while uh, waiting first for a long time for them to get to my car. I sat in a, what do they call it? Pandora? Pandera? What the hell's it called? Panera? That uh, bakery place? I sat in one across the way and just sat there. Listened to podcasts with my fucking AirPods and shit and just sat in the air conditioning. It was hot as fuck in Memphis. And uh, wasted five good hours of our potential. All that time that we gained <laughs> was all taken. So the guy didn't take anything except $350 for the repairs and five hours of our fucking lives. That's it. No big deal. <clears throat> and it spooked the wife because after that, it's like, where are we going to stay? Is it safe? Is this a safe place to stay? And so after that, dude, every fucking place we stayed, we took everything in, 
Every single thing, we took it in. Everything we cared about, take it in. All the camping shit, of course, stayed in the top. It's like, whatever. You want to steal this shit? Fucking take it. But yeah, dude, she was like spooked after that. So we said, fuck you to Memphis. And we put it in our rearview mirror. And uh, we were actually going to like, you know, hang out there maybe the next day and check some of the shit. I was like, ah, fuck this place. We drove straight to Nashville and got some hot chicken. (laughs) Nashville is another crazy fucking area. It's like crawling with a bunch of whats. And it's it's pretty intense because you walk down that main street they got there, this main drag, and I've never seen anything like this before. I expect this is what uh, Mardi Gras, what is it called? Louisiana? New Orleans? I expect that's what, that's what New Orleans is like. Every place, dude, like one, one place after the next is a bar with live music. And it's fucking insane, like how much shit is going on, like all this country music and country rock and every variation of country. And like you literally, literally go from one joint, you walk past it, the next joint's got a whole other band playing, like fucking full blast, next door, another joint, next door, upstairs, like it's insane. It's pretty, it seems like it's pretty, it's like a white people paradise. <laughs> and that hot chicken was fucking amazing. I don't know, it seems like it might be, it seems like a cool spot to hang out with your, with your friends, like you go and just enjoy the atmosphere and shit. It seemed like a cool spot for young guys to go pick up on chicks and hit up some bars and listen to some live music, but, uh, you know, the wife wasn't into it, too much chaos, and uh, a lot of homeless around there, a lot of fucking weirdos hanging around in, <laughs> in Nashville, and uh, it kind of stunk, had this, this stench going on in the city, hmm. so we're like, all right, let's just keep rolling. We wound up going through, the next stop was going to be in Kentucky, Kentucky, in this national park called Mammoth Cave, and uh, we actually wound up staying in this, we got to the city called Bowling Green, which I never heard of, Bowling Green, Kentucky, and uh, we went through this neighborhood, and it's a really fucking nice neighborhood, and like I said, the wife is spooked, and so now she's like traumatized and doesn't know where to stay, like, let's go look at it first before we start, before we bucket, it's like, all right, so we get to this city, and uh, it's like, well, this seems pretty safe. There's a there's a university like right across the street, and there's no school in the summer, so I don't think anyone. Will be, there's no fuckery going on. Uh, and then we go to the store and we see a cop, and this big big motherfucker. And uh, I was like, hey, there, officer. Do you mind if I if it, do you have a few minutes? He's like, well, sure. What's going on? And I was, nicest fucking guy, man, in the world, right? And I tell him about our Memphis experience. He's like, oh, man. He goes, yeah, you don't want to go to Memphis. He's like, I don't even go to Memphis. The people get killed down there. I was like, well, now we know. He's like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you'll be fine up here. There's nothing going on up here. I'll tell you what. He goes, you know, uh, you're staying right over here? Yeah, yeah, I know the place. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll sweep by there, you know, every, every hour or two and uh, make sure there's no, there's no one hanging around. I was like, oh, thanks a lot. He wanted being cool as shit, talking about baseball and uh, the boy's going to play in Cooperstown and said that he tried out for the Diamondbacks and he almost made it and blah, blah, blah. But uh, great guy and he made my wife feel a little more at peace with uh, the whole thing. I got to tell you though, dude, like that, that uh, like trauma, like what do you call it? Like uh, psychological trauma, like are we going to get the car broken into again, you know? Is it safe here? Is our shit going to be broken again? It fucking sucks. So anyway, got to uh, the next uh, national park, blah, blah, blah. It's a cave. Uh, it was cool. Great. Right. Next. <laughs> next one is uh, 
Yeah, it's really kind of uneventful. Uh, we went to West Virginia and another national park. That was the next stop. And then the next stop was in Virginia. Uh, you know, the, the West Virginia one was like just pretty much a fucking bridge. It's kind of like, really? Yeah, some of these, are, I think, are just like cash grabs. Like, hey, how do we get more money to our city? I don't know. Let's make it a national park. It's like, what is the point? I don't know, dude. It was mostly like whitewater rafting and shit there, but we're not going to do that. So uh, anyway, we went to this place called Shenandoah in Virginia, and it was fucking raining pretty good and uh, overcast. So we were going to camp there. So it kind of ruined our plan. So it's like, well, let's just hang out here for a little bit, see what we can see, and then move on. And I tell the wife like, hey, Washington, D.C. is like 70 miles away. Let's do it. Why do you want to go over there? Why don't you go? It's kind of a way. I'm like, let's just go. Like, we're fucking here. Why not? She was totally against it. And then I convinced her after bitching, after bitching about it. She's like, I'm like, look, I don't even care. I don't really care. But we're here. Let's just go check it out. Why the fuck not? So we drive. We get there. And it's late. It's dark. Uh, she's worried about the car again. And, you know, like, I park on this main street under this light. I was like, look. We're close to the White House, so uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure there's no crime around here. This, this place is flooded with cops and FBI and CIA. I don't think there's too many criminals hanging around. I was like, you know, I hope. And so we get out, and dude, I gotta tell you, man, like you've seen him on the movies, you've seen him on TV shows, you've seen all these like monuments and shit, but seeing him in person is pretty fucking incredible. Like the the Washington Monument. We get out, and that's the first thing we saw. Like, holy fuck. It just looks cool, especially because it was on night, and like this, it's all lit up, and it's like this striking contrast. And uh, then we walked over to the World War II Memorial, which I've never even heard of. But holy fuck, was that like a powerful imagery. It's, it's, it was really, really impressive. If you've never heard of it or seen it, and you happen to find yourself in the D.C. area, go check it out. It's pretty powerful shit. Um then we walked all the way past that reflecting pool thing. Like, you know, the one on... The one on <laughs> which Marvel movie was it? When he's like, on your left. On your left. He's running around that fucking thing. Yeah, that thing. That's what we walked over. Really, James? That's how you make the correlation? Yeah, yeah. Marvel movie. Then we checked out the Lincoln Memorial. which is pretty cool. Uh, all, all pretty cool stuff. Better than I expected it to be, actually. And then uh, we're heading back towards the White House. And there's a bunch of... There's a bunch of uh, ice cream trucks that are hanging around in there and yeah it's hot it wasn't unbearable because it was at night but it was still hot i was like hey kids uh, what do you say you want an ice cream yeah yeah okay and so we're ordering these uh they have all kinds of shit it's not just ice cream it's like smoothies you can get uh you know it's like soft serve so we all order shit i think me me and the boy got uh, a smoothie and then my daughter got a milkshake and the wife got like a like a normal ice cream right and this black dude, he's like, oh, yeah, because I'm like, oh, there's no milk in this thing, right? And he goes, oh, no, 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 no milk. No, no, no milk at all. He's like, you're very good. You will like it. I don't even know where this guy was from. Uh, <laughs> so he hands us all of our shit. And he says, uh, $36. And I go, uh, excuse me? <laughs> and he didn't find it funny. And he goes, uh, $36. And I go, $36? I was all shocked. I'm like, holy, I'm thinking in my head, holy fuck. And I get my wallet. I'm like, I hope I haven't that. And I, and I did. Uh, so I'm like, all right, here you go. And we're walking away. And I'm like, fucking. And they, everyone's looking at me with their eyes huge. Like the kids and the wife's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I go, holy shit. Oh, no, because I go, $36. He goes, oh, yes, yes, 10, 10, 10, and 6. And I go, oh, my God. 
It's like, this better be the greatest fucking smoothie I've ever had. And it wasn't. So we started walking towards the White House. We started crossing the street. And I look up. I'm like, what the fuck? All the lights are off to the White House. I'm like, you fucking asshole, Joe Biden. <laughs> it's past your bedtime or what? Like, we waited too long. I turned off all the lights. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, well, we're going to keep, we're going to go look at it anyway, as much as we can see. So we start walking, and then I just start laughing. He's like, What's, what are you laughing at? I'm like, the $36 ice creams. And he's like, but it's not funny. Why are you laughing? And he's, he's always so concerned with how much things cost. And, and uh, you know, that's why he was concerned with the, with, with the cover to get in that blues club. So I'm like, yeah, man, I expected this to be like a, like a cheap little snack or whatever, just something to, <laughs> a little treat while we walk to go look at the dark White House. Uh, I go, you know, I didn't expect it to be $36. So, I, you know, I was kind of pissed off at first, but because it's funny, I guess I don't mind it. It's a funny story. And then my wife right away goes, yeah, a $36 story. <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever, dude. So we went and looked at the fucking dark White House. You can barely see anything. And uh, you can't even walk up to the gate anymore. They have like this giant barricade. Um, I was like, all right, well, that was anticlimactic as well. And then uh, we get back in the car. We're looking for a place to stay. And it seems like everything in D.C. is fucking expensive as shit. And to park your car, it's like 60 bucks, 50 bucks for a parking fee. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, oh, the hell with it. Let's just start driving and find somewhere like in the outskirts. So once again, the wife is still spooked about where we're going to stay. And we're in Maryland. And she's like, let's like, let's go look at the place before we check in. I'm like, all right. And this place has pretty decent reviews. We pull up to it, and it's late. It's like uh, like eleven something. I drive into this place. We're, we pull around the front, and there's a bunch of chicks hanging out outside the front of the hotel, just like hanging out alone, wait, like just, hey, look at this. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. And it's like a nice place, and it's got good reviews. I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, no, we're not staying here. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Let's keep going. We want to find another joint later, uh, staying the night. But uh, the thing about doing this road trip and about trying to and just hopping around and staying in different places is uh, the, the food situation. Because you're driving so much and you're not sure where you're going to stay, you don't really have time to sit down and have a meal, like a good meal, right? You're kind of just like getting snacks out of fucking gas stations or whatever you can get or pulling in the fast food joints, but most of the time there's like nothing around. And uh, so this night I wound up going into this room. It's like after midnight at this point and uh, just going to the lobby, picking up like I got the wife like a fucking cheap wine, got a beer and then uh, some microwave pizzas because we had a microwave and uh, just fucking had that and watched Stranger Things, <laughs> which might sound depressing, but it's actually pretty cool. Ugh. Excuse me. All right, so the next day we uh, went to Delaware, had some seafood, which is very underwhelming, and uh, we were on our way straight up. The wife's like, okay, let's go now. Let's go to Cooperstown. I'm like, well, you sure you don't want to make one more stop? We have like an extra day. Now nah, let's just go. Let's just start making our way up there. I'm like, all right. So we go through uh, Pennsylvania, all the way straight up through, and we get to New York, and it's like, okay, let's stay somewhere around here. Now listen. I had a hotel already booked in advance in like the area where the kid was going to play. But I didn't have anything the night before. Now, I don't know if you know this about Cooperstown, but it's like a six-week thing. And then, you know, you get one of those weeks. So there's a fuckload of people all here from all over the country. And each week, there's like 50-something teams, like 59, 60 teams, whatever it is. So that's a lot of people looking for a lot of rooms, right? So we got there the uh, one night early, 
And so we needed to stay somewhere. By the time we got to this area in New York, there was like nothing available. So we came down to two options. One, go back 40 minutes <laughs> backwards to a hotel that was available that had pretty good reviews or go forward and like 20 minutes past our destination, right? To this place called a, the, the Lake House. And it had kind of uh, mixed reviews. Some of the reviews are like, oh, I love this place. I come back every year. And the other <laughs> were like, it's gross. The floors are not level. And there's, there was dead bugs in our room. And uh, like the wife's like, yeah, dead bugs, that's gross. I'm like, well, we were going to go camping. There's bugs then. Yeah, but they wouldn't be in the tent. I'm like, well, sometimes they are. And uh, so I'm like, we're not going backwards, dude. That's out of the question. I'm not going 40 minutes backwards. Well, it's going to be a nice place. I'm like, ah, I don't care. I'd, I'd much rather take my chances with dead bug room and uh, be a lot closer because we'd have to go back 40 minutes and then come the next day back to the 40 minutes back to where we were and then like an hour and a half more instead of just coming 20 minutes backwards, right? Are you all following along so far? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing the lake house. Ah, well, fine, whatever. If it's, if it's horrible, you decided it. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll go with it. And so I booked the lake house place and uh, it's really cheap. It's <laughs> probably a bad sign. And so there we go. We're off. And we're headed to the lake house. And then I notice, uh, or she's like reading through the, the terms and all that shit. And she's like, it says they close at 8 o'clock, the front desk. I'm like, oh, great, for check-in. I'm like, we're not going to be there till like 10. So she calls the guy and she's like, yeah, we're not going to be, we're not going to come in until after you're already closed. And he's like, oh, what room are you in again? And she's like, like, why doesn't he know what room we're in? She's like, uh, it has a queen bed and a twin bed. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and leave your, your key hanging up right outside the door. And she's like, okay. It's like, what the hell? So we're taking the drive. The sun sets and uh, we're still driving on the highway. We get off. We make a couple turns. And it's like the farther we are traveling, the more like rural and fucking creepy it's getting and darker the streets are getting. And it's like, dude, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like we're going through like the woods at one point. And then the kids are like, this is creepy. Oh, we're going to get killed. And they're like legitimately freaking out and saying it's fucking creepy and weird. And I'm starting to feel like this is this is kind of like way out there. This is like, you know, Friday the 13th type shit. And so it just seems like the, the drive would never end, dude. Like the story, I guess. And uh, we've, it's getting darker and darker and creepier. And then finally, we turn on this road and we see lights down, down the ways. And then uh, the closer we get to the lights, it's like, oh, here we are at the lake house. And it's this, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a 150-year-old house, big-ass house that they converted into a hotel. And you walk in. And it's like a big wooden log cabin deal. You walk in the first floor. Oh, by the way, they just a, a concert just finished in the backyard and people are leaving. But you walk in this place and it's all wide open. Doors are wide open. And there's like a desk with computer and all these files and shit and papers and all over the place. And it's like, all right, no one's here. You just walk in. You can walk into like a kitchen in a, in a bar that's all dark. And it's like everything's just wide open. Like, huh? who gives a fuck? Totally relaxed. It's like super weird. No one, no one's around, and our room winds up being like like room like number fifteen or something. And it's the it winds up being the very last room on the third floor. And every floor you climb, every every flight of stairs, there's like a a kitchen and like a dining area on each level. 
and it's like a community dining kitchen fridge and everyone, everyone has their own room. It's like, this is kind of weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. And yeah, we were like, we're all the way down the hall and we get in, <laughs> there's our key hanging above the door. It's like anybody could have just come right in. Uh, but no, everyone just seemed to be to themselves. Everyone had their own bathrooms in their rooms. We go in there and I was like, yeah, this will do. This is not that bad. It's charming. It's cute. But yeah, all the floors are fucking unlevel. Like the place is sinking. <laughs> and it's old as shit. Everything's outdated. The walls are paper thin. And it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. This is, this is great for one night. Who cares? So we lug up all our shit because we're paranoid about leaving our stuff in the car. So we're bringing all this stuff up three flights of stairs. And then we stopped at a gas station to get like fucking shitty food. And, uh, you know, we sit in a little community dining room area, have our, I got a salad with like bacon and chicken and shit. And it was actually way better than a salad from a gas station has the right to be. And I forgot what the rest of the people got, but uh, maybe sandwiches or some shit. But we all ate. I took the ice from the ice cube trays and I put it in my uh, ice chest backpack with, and I already had some beer in there to cool it down. Then we went to the room, had some beer hung out. I think we watched some more Stranger Things. <laughs> and oh, oh, I, uh, I don't know if I, you guys know this, but I'm a doctor. Oh my God, James, you don't have any medical qualifications. Well, according to the forms that I signed for my son, I am. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Asian doctor, a female Asian doctor from California. I won't say the name. <laughs> yeah, these fucking people on this team told us like the last week. Oh yeah, by the way, your kids need to have a physical and have these forms filled out. Like, what the fuck, dude? And here we are on the road in some other state. And so, dude, I just uh, I practice a little bit, and I uh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a qualified doctor. It turns out I'm a physician, <laughs> and uh, no one's the wiser. So. Yeah, the lake house wound up being charming, but it was kind of weird because uh, walls are paper thin. You can hear everything. Everyone's talking. You can hear the people next door like talking about everything. You can hear the whole conversation in detail. And it's like, great. That means they can hear us. And uh, it's kind of a weird toilet and shower situation, but it was fine. No big deal. And although the next morning, while we were uh, packing up and getting all our shit together, I looked under the bed to make sure like nothing was under there. And I found like eight dead wasps. <laughs> I don't know how they got in there. I don't know why they were all dead underneath the bed, but there they were. And so the reviews were correct. Dead bugs in the room. But it, I didn't mind it. it. Didn't bother me one bit. So we got in the car, started driving back uh, backwards, 20 minutes. Wound up seeing that it's a beautiful countryside. All that scariness in the dark wound up being gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous. And uh, man, really pretty up there. But we made it to Cooperstown. Our destination, complete... The only thing that bothered us was some black fella in Memphis. And that's about it. <laughs> the rest was smooth sailing. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we made it. All the kids were all hanging out together. The parents were hanging out. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know where to go. Coaches weren't really available. No reception. And so we just all hung out in this tavern they got there, which we wound up hanging out in there <laughs> quite a bit throughout the week. <laughs> And once the coaches showed up and they uh, passed out all the jerseys and shit, then we went to our kids' bunks. We got them situated. And then that's it. They're on their own. And dude, a part of me felt a little bit sad, like like he like he left home, you know? Well, there he is. He's gone. Now your parents must leave. <laughs> leave your kids behind. And uh, a little weird. So just us and the daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we went to go check into our room for the week. And it was a quality inn. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like one of the best deals I can get. And uh, it was as good as you'd expect it to be. But it was fine. And so it was a week in Cooperstown for the boy. He had a blast. It was a tr- big ass tournament with all these different teams. Uh, I'll tell you right now, they did not win. They did not go into the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? I'm trying to win a game for my playoffs. Uh, yeah, he, he played fine. Because of his injury the three weeks prior, he did not swing a bat that whole time and hardly threw a ball because we thought his wrist was broken to begin with. Remember that? And so uh, it took three weeks to heal up. He did nothing. And so he was rusty. He still played well. Um, but, you know, what could you expect? Uh, so anyway, I'll tell you this. Uh, we did go to Cooperstown and went to the Baseball Hall of Fame, which was kind of whack. I thought it was going to be cooler. It was fine. Uh, but anyway, at this one time, like like day four out of six, uh, we went, we, he had a morning game. And I saw him out there. He was in the outfield when the game first started. And he wasn't really looking too good. Like, he wasn't looking like himself. I'm like, hmm, he does not look right. There's something off. And then a ball even got hit out there. And he wasn't running as fast as I know he could. I was like, this guy seems like he's hardly, like, he's just half-assing it. It's his fucking problem. And then once the game was over, we go out there and we meet up with him. And he's like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. We're like, oh, no. He's like, what do you mean? I feel sick. Um, I have a headache and my throat hurts. I'm like, ah, shit. Now, he said that there was like four or five kids in his bunk that were coughing and sniffling and shit. And one of his coaches seemed like he was sick. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <clears throat> and then, you know, they go have lunch in these big mess halls and shit. And then he, there's kids coughing and and uh, sniffling the whole time. I'm like, God damn it. Are you serious? And so uh, he goes to have a lot, or breakfast. And then he, he tells us like, oh, I'm feeling better now. It's like, okay, good. And that night was the team party. So we go all to Butthole Wild Wings, as my boy used to call it when he was little. Can we go to Butthole Wild Wings? And uh, he's not doing too hot. He's feeling kind of lousy. I'm like, fucking A. And so we tell the coach, because uh, he's like in the restaurant, like, I'm cold. It's so cold. And he's like, I'm feeling weird. And we tell the coach, like, hey, he's going to come back to our room with us for tonight. He's feeling a little bit weird. And he's like, all right. He proceeds to have a fever, body aches, chills, like the whole nine yards. I'm like, oh, no. No. That's right. He got the COVIDs. Dun, dun, dun. Fucking unbelievable. After all this planning, all this dedication, all this worrying, his injury, me pretending to be a doctor, the road trip, the money, the fundraising, all of it. He gets fucking COVID during Cooperstown. You believe that shit. But, so he stayed with us in our room that night. I knew we were playing with fire. And the next day, I woke up not feeling too hot myself. But when he woke up, like he's pretty good. His immune system is strong. If he ever gets sick, he bounces back immediately. And I told the coach that. I go, you know what? We're going to take him to the room. I said, you know what? He usually bounces back fast. I'm sure he'll be fine tomorrow, but uh, I'm just going to keep him with us. Okay. 
And then, you know, I text him the next day like, hey, he's feeling good. We'll bring him back today. He can play today. Oh, great, great. And so we do. We take him. But I'm feeling a little bit off, right? And uh, we go and I'm feeling like I'm like I'm getting the flu. You know the feeling. It's like, oh, it's coming. But uh, I go anyway. <laughs> I'm still feeling fine, but I can tell it's coming. And the boy's out there. He fucking has it. We know he does. And he, he proceeds to play. And he pitches like the second game of the day. And he fucking kills it, dude. So I was beyond proud of this kid for having COVID and being out there and playing. But James, why are you allowing him to play if he's got COVID, James? And potentially infecting other players, James. And ruining their family's vacations. Why would you do that? That's so irresponsible, James. I'll tell you what's irresponsible, asshole. He didn't... Uh, Yeah, probably. you're probably right. (laughs) But all these other sick fucking kids, all right? We didn't bring it. We got it. So we're there. All this time and money and effort, like, he's going to play. Fuck it. The damage has been done. This little uh, community, this baseball community, winds up being a fucking cesspool <laughs> of disease. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it, dude. He's going he's gonna to play. Whatever. <clears throat> so he pitches great. Very proud of him. Fucking destroys. But they still were, uh, they were out of the tournament. So he's done for, right? This team is done. They're out. That next, that, that night, when he still stays with his team, he's feeling a lot better. That night, oh, does it fucking hit me hard. Woo, mama. I have full on, like, I'm, I'm sweating, but I got chills and body aches and, like, my teeth are chattering all night. And I'm, like, uh, moaning in pain and agony. Fucking pounding headache. It sucked. I got the COVIDs. Can you believe that? After all these years of avoiding it, I finally got the COVIDs in fucking Cooperstown in New York on vacation. Ah! So that's what you hear me dealing with still now. I'm still like nasally and shit and coughing. But it really got me for uh, like one day. Just one day. Uh-oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandy having thrown them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical. Like money. It's a gumpy bot. Bullied reason on a girl shitty with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one thing. COVID took me down. But I bounced back, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I sat out that, that, next, that whole next day. I stayed in the room. Uh, because his team was out. And so he just went to go watch like other teams play. Like his... There were two teams from his team, so he went to go watch the other team, and then he has a he has a best one of his best friends from his school was on another team that was competing for the top prize, and they wound up winning the whole fucking thing. His buddy from school, California Cubs or some shit. So they won the whole deal. Anyway, so yeah, I, I chilled out in the room, and the next day we just packed up and fucking left, hit the road. <laughs> uh. And uh, later on, we heard, or like I think the day before, there was a confirmed positive test in one of his teammates in his bunk. So um, I was fucking sure of it. 
the COVIDs. The COVID turned its evil head in my direction, finally. After all these fucking years of avoiding it, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Finally, one of you people. I was better than you before. Totally avoiding it, and now I'm just like you. Ha! Unbelievable. So now we're back on the road, heading towards home. Still got a whole agenda planned, right? That's from the beginning. But uh, now I'm fucking... Me, me and the boy are fighting COVID. The wife's like, oh, I'm starting to feel something. And so she's like, uh-oh. Next, another one bites the dust, right? So the next day we are, we're driving and I'm feeling fine. But then I started having a bad headache, dude. And my, the wife had to take over. We get to Ohio, another national park, Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga Valley National Park. We uh, hit that place up. Did a, It was humid as fuck. And we took a hike. And I was out of it. I was so fucking like, Ugh. But taking this hike in the humidity, it's like it, it's like it cured me. It was crazy. I felt so much better. But that night, oh, mama, was it the worst I ever felt? Because I was, I didn't realize I was dehydrated. <laughs> I guess the hike sure didn't help me. And uh, I, I didn't, I know I didn't drink enough water. I, I, and I talked to my mom on the phone. She's like, you know, people get, people die because of dehydration. It's very important. I hope you're drinking plenty of fluids. I'm like, well, not really. She's like, yeah, you need to hydrate. I'm like, all right. And then that night, pounding headache, dude. I could not fall asleep, could not get comfortable. And I was like, fuck. I got up, I chugged the Gatorade and some water, and I was able to sleep. I was like, that was my goal after that, dude, just chugging Gatorades all day long. Stop at gas stations, get a 28-ounce Gatorades. They were usually like two for four, two for five, just fucking drinking throughout the day. And dude, that's what did it. Stay hydrated, folks. It's probably simple, but uh, it's probably obvious. <laughs> so we leave Ohio. We're heading to Indiana. There's another park there, which is a shit park. It's just a fucking beach, and uh, they called it Indiana Dunes National Park. But it's just a goddamn nothing special about it. But the wife was starting to feel bad at this day. And uh, so we get there, and she's like, I'm just going to stay in the car and relax. You guys go out and, and check it out. I'm like, all right. Yeah, we just like went, d- went down the dunes to the beach. Oh, forgot to tell you. <laughs> Listen to this. We pull into this little parking lot. Because this like ranger lady goes, oh, I recommend you go down to West Beach and it's really pretty over there. Okay. So we listen to her. We go down to West Beach. There's a little parking lot. I drive in. This white lady like runs. I like, gets up out of her chair. Excuse me. Wait, wait. Hold on. And I roll the window down and she's like, it's $12 to park. No alcohol. No food. No fun. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right. Okay. And then she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll have one of the attendants park you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is an empty parking lot. There's like four cars here. And this young kid is like directing me, telling me where to go, right? And he pretty much just tells me to park right next to the other four cars that are sitting there. Literally four fucking cars. And he is it, he's instructing me to, to pull in right next to the fourth car that's like parked right on the line. And I go, I just shake my head. Nah. And he's like, all right. And he like points me in the next spot over. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I park there and then he walks away. Have a good day. I was like, that was stupid. We walk uh, to Lake Michigan. And uh, kids were throwing fucking rocks in the water. And all of a sudden, like, oh, I got to take a shit. And so I, I'm like, I'll be right back. I walked to the little shack they got there. And in the, the, in the bathroom was two stalls. One small one, one like a handicap one. Naturally, I go in the handicap one. And they got these flimsy little like plywood doors with no locks on them. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I sit down. I'm taking a shit. And it's bad. Mm-hmm. And I start to wipe up. And I'm pretty much done. And in walks another fella. 
and he walks straight into the stall next to me and I'm holding that flimsy plywood door in case he tries to come in so he doesn't pop in on me and uh, he doesn't he goes into the next stall I see his shoes right next to me and I start to stand up to pull my pants up and at the same time I just happen to look glance up and I see his fucking hair and his eyeballs looking over the top of the stall at me I'm like what the fuck and he like quickly turns away I didn't say anything I said what the fuck in my head and then I just uh, put my pants and flush the toilet and wash my hands. I'm like, what the hell is going on in Indiana bathrooms? Ah! So we left Indiana. And I got to tell you, dude, that was the shittiest state that we went to. The fucking smoke stack, what do you call those things? Like pollution shooting out of it. And like the smoke coming out was like a reddish, orangey, fucking gross looking. And all the houses around there were all boarded up and like abandoned and all kinds of weirdos walking around the streets. Like we couldn't get out of that fucking state fast enough. Gross. So over the next couple days, the wife was uh, was not feeling too hot at all. So we had two more parks to go to up in the north in Minnesota. Uh, I think they're both Minnesota. One of them, uh, one's technically in Michigan. But we wound up fucking squashing those ones and cutting them off the list because it would have had to do with like cold weather and taking a ferry and like, yeah, fuck it. We can't do this shit with everyone's coughing and sick and all this shit. So we scrapped it, dude. Two national parks yet to be seen. So we drove through Minnesota and then uh, drove through Wisconsin, which is beautiful, by the way. Minnesota's got a fuckload of lakes. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's like lake after lake. Crazy. Um, and, you know, got to North Dakota and we hit. Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which now we're talking. Now we're talking. This is a national park. Reminded me of Yellowstone, a shitload of uh, wildlife. We got to see wild horses couldn't drag me away. Lots of wild horses. Some of the only wild horses left in the country, apparently. And it was crazy to see them. Yeah, they're just horses, right? Who gives a shit? No, no, no. It's fucking cool, dude. They look they look tough and uh, like... They, they're not really like beat up, but like they fucking have seen some shit, you know, but they're wild. And they, uh, a lot of them are full of mud. They, they roll around in the mud to keep the fly, <coughs> to keep the flies off of them. And uh, they look pretty fucking cool. Pretty amazing. And a bunch of bison, uh, you know, pronghorns, all that shit. Uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing place. And they're kind in of, there. There's Badlands, so uh, it's a visually striking. And uh, yeah, now we now we were talking. That's what I've been waiting for. That's actually one of the things I was waiting for. Yeah, and then and then went to South Dakota to another cave to another place. Uh, two national parks there. Not very uh, kind of whatever. And then uh, from there, I'm kind of just going through here because not a whole lot of interesting shit happened. Just basically went to the national parks and kept going. Went through Wyoming to Grand Teton National Park. And oh boy, this one's fucking beautiful. So pretty. I love Wyoming. Well, most of it's like flatlands, but then you get foresty and oh boy, is it pretty. Saw some bison there too. So uh, elk, bald eagle, soaring majestically. It's a beautiful place. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, we finally, we finally did some camping, everybody. Finally, after all this time. Went on a couple hikes in Grand Teton, and, uh, beautiful. Really, really beautiful. 
And the last stop, we just, from there, drove straight down to uh, Nevada, Great Basin National Park. Didn't know shit about this one. They got a cave too, and then uh, they're kind of famous for, oh, we got no light pollution here. So uh, as soon as it got dark, the wife and I were hanging out outside, staring up at the sky, and fuck, dude, you can see uh, Milky Way with the naked eye and a bunch of shooting stars. It's pretty impressive. And actually, as soon as it got dark, we were looking up, and the wife's like, oh my God, look at that. What is that? And it was like a, a series of lights all together through the sky. And it's like, what the fuck? I've never seen that thing before, ever. And it, it looked like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it, it's like a little uh, centipede of lights up in the sky. And it wasn't super long and it wasn't super short. If you're, if you're, sta- if you're like point, ha- holding your, your arm all the way out in front of your face, and you stick your thumb and your index finger out. It's probably like an inch long, like out in the sky. And she's like, what is that? I've never seen that before. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like light reflecting from the sun setting. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. Don't know what the fuck it was. I looked it up online. Uh, like Actually, today, I thought about it. And it was they were saying something like, you can see a series of lights from uh, Elon Musk's Starlink satellite system. But then I looked up examples of what they're talking about, and that was a long-ass series of lights. This one wasn't. It wasn't very long. I mean, it could have been the same thing. I'm not jumping on aliens right away, but it was aliens. Ah! I don't fucking know. But we camped in this place, too. And then we packed up. Uh, the next day, then we took the, the, the cave tour. We took a pretty long hike. And then the plan was to drive to Vegas and hit up our favorite Irish pub. But life had different plans for us because apparently some stupid jerk-offs are going to play soccer in the Raiders stadium and there's like everything was booked and if you did find something, they're outraged. The rates were super outrageous. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not paying 300 bucks to stay one night in Vegas. Go fuck yourself. So we wound up just driving all the way home. <laughs> and we got home earlier than, uh, than planned. So uh, thank you, COVID, and go fuck yourself for ruining... Uh, our trip, in a way, took two of our destinations off the list. Uh, you know what? The kids were over anyway, dude. These fucking kids. I want to go home. I just want to be home now. I'm tired of being out in the rain. Like, oh, shit. Where's your? What happened to the Spirit of Adventure, dude? I wanted to keep going. And because we canceled those two in Minnesota and Michigan, I was like, hey, what if we go up to fucking Montana? It's eight hours away. We'll be there. That's like, that's in, that's few in my future to go back to Montana. I was like, let's go now. We got extra days. No, I don't want to go up there. I want to go home. I'm so fucking tired. I was like, oh, fucking A. Fucking kids. <sighs> Ruined my trip. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was it. 23 states, 13 national parks, 8,350 miles total. And that was our trip. What do you think about that? Fucking COVID. I'm still dealing with that shit. <sighs> so annoying. <laughs> Why do good things happen to bad people? Uh, or something like that. So just to wrap it up, this is what I've learned in our uh, in, in Jamesy Poo Across America. Here's a few things that I've learned. Number one, other states have a lot of pride and California <laughs> does not because the sides of the roads are pretty clean relatively clean and 
they they have it very well manicured. It's a lot of grass out near the states on the sides of the highway, and they they keep them cut real short and nice looking. Our state looks like shit. There's trash everywhere. It's fucking gross. Uh, also, there's a whole lot of farming going on between here and in New York, and even in New York, fuckload of farming everywhere you go is farmland. You leave one major city. Now you got hundreds of miles of farmland. And what are they growing, everybody? The same fucking crop. Corn. That's right. 99% of the crops we saw were corn. What? What's going on? Fucking A. It's, it's insane. So much shit is, with, is, is corn. High fructose corn syrup. Corn chips. Corn nuts. <laughs> Am I going to Forrest Gump this thing? You can roast it, you can fry it, you can oven bake it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, man, corn is a hot commodity. Pretty crazy. Another thing I learned is that nobody is around. (laughs) If you're driving from one major city to the next one, there's nobody outside. I'm not fucking exaggerating, dude. Driving through Texas, we saw nobody outside. Not a person on these long stretches of road. There's houses all over the place, here and well, here and there, and you don't see anyone. There's like no life. You come across little towns, fucking dead. It's like everyone's gone. Like they just abandoned all the towns. It is really incredible. Nobody's outside, nobody's working in little towns. There's nobody around. <laughs> really, really weird. And there's hardly any cops anywhere. The only cops I saw were the ones that were pulled over, like uh, giving other people tickets <laughs> or, uh, you know, sitting between the highways, just kind of like, hey, we're here. But you don't really see too many. It's pretty nice. Uh, what else did I learn in my travels? Most drivers are, are polite in other states. They will move over and get out of the, uh, the passing lane to let you go by. California, a bunch of assholes here, but yeah, a lot of people are polite. Not everyone, but you know, it's a, it's 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 a lot more noticeable that the the people have a lot more uh, a lot more manners on the road in other states. Speaking of that, people around the whole country love to speed. All these other states have speed limits of like you know seventy or eighty, and everyone's driving well past that. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. You get to cover a lot more ground in a shorter time frame, which I enjoyed. Um, what else? Man, I had like a whole list of shit. Oh, it is very difficult to find good food when you're driving across the country. I don't know how many times we're eating out of fucking gas stations, dude. It gets rough because uh, a lot of times we're passing through. You know, you got to hit your spots and we're going to like the middle of nowhere a lot of times to so these national parks that are not around you know, highly populated cities. So there's not much to choose from. So uh, a lot of eating out of gas stations. Oh, it's brutal. You get so fucking tired of it. Oh, and speaking of gas stations, how could I forget after all this time? Loves. (laughs) Loves gas station. The shit my dad was raving about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loves was like the highlight of my road trip. Shit, stop in there. You're You're gonna love it. I gotta tell you something. A part of me says he's fucking crazy, but a part of me says he's right. You know what's good about these Love's gas stations? Is the bathroom situation. Dude, there's so many bathrooms. at the, 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 These gas stations are big. 
And so they have a lot of fucking stalls. And dude, and a lot of times I walk into the gas station bathroom and there will be like eight to ten stalls and they're all occupied. It's crazy. Um, and they got everything. you. Yeah, they got all kinds of food, snacks. They got uh, hot food. And there's mostly time there's like uh, Subway or McDonald's or Carl's Jr. Well, sorry, Hardee's built into them. Uh, you can take showers there. You can wash your clothes there. It's pretty incredible. They got a they got a bunch of shit. So yeah, I get it, but it was not the highlight of my trip. <laughs> not at all. But uh, I did actually when I had to take a shit. I was like, well, I guess uh, is there a loves coming up? <laughs> yeah, shit, loves. Yeah, pretty good. Anyway, all right. And now it's time for a little segment I like to call talking shit. <laughs> All right, talking shit is a segment in which I talk about shit. Pretty self-explanatory. All right, so let me set the stage here. Uh, we are in North Dakota, okay? Now, I got to take a shit like you wouldn't believe. And we're in one of those stretches in between everything where there's nothing. There's like nothing around. And uh, the next gas station is like in 25 miles, 25 minutes away or some shit. It's like, all right. And it's not a loves, unfortunately. It's like, okay, happy, positive thoughts. I'm going to make it, right? But I know it's going to be bad. So we're driving along, and I'm the one driving, so I'm going a little extra fast. We get to the gas station. And look, there's only one fucking gas station, <laughs> and that's it. There's nothing else around. Uh, and so there's, there's not many options to choose from. So I pull in there. I go, because I got to get gas anyway because I'm on empty. I pull in front of the pump. I'm like, I tell the wife and kids, I'm going. I head right into the fucking gas station. And it, there's a big sign saying men's room closed for remodeling. I'm like, no. And then next to that's the women's room that says women only, which implies it seems like plenty of men are going into the women's room, right? And there's another sign that said, to use the, uh, if you need to use the bathroom, go into the shower, Go to the shower area or some shit. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking around and I see a sign. It says shower with an arrow. And I quickly follow the sign. I look, it's coming. It's coming. I open the door and it's one large room and the, the shower is to the right. And there's like a sink to my left. And there's one toilet stall in the middle of the room. And I'm facing it. And the door is closed but the, which I call the pervert crack, the space between the door and the frame is so wide that the fat guy that's taking his shit and I lock eyes. <laughs> and it gets real uncomfortable real fast. And I look away because he's like right over the door, like, boom, there it is. You're right in front of you. And I was like, fuck. And I, and I quickly leave and close the door. I'm like, son of a bitch. Now what the fuck am I going to do? And now I kind of begin to panic and I just walk straight out the gas station. It's like, great. The bathroom's all occupied. Like, I got to go. I can't be waiting around. How long is this fucking guy going to be in there? And then on top of that, I need to get gas. And like, where am I going to go? And then the wife and the kids are kind of like walking into the gas station at this point. And I go, the fucking men's room is not working. And she's like, what? Ah, what do you mean? And I go, yeah, the, it's being remodeled. And the one bathroom in the shower is occupied by some fat guy. And she's like, well, you got to wait. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't wait. I got to go. And she's like, well, where are you going to go? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And like, I'm just like 
snapping at her and I go to the fucking pump and I, I and I'm like clenching my ass and I'm filling it with gas. I'm like thinking, what, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And I look up to my right and I see the most glorious sight, a fucking porta potty at the end of the gas station property. And I'm like, huh, hope. <laughs> I don't know what it's doing there. I don't know why it's there. No one's around it. It's far away. And I'm like, I'm going over there. And then I, they go into the, uh, into the gas station to go fucking pick snacks and go take a piss themselves. I've, i finished the gas. I get in the car. I drive to the back of the parking lot. And at this point, my asshole's like, all right, dickhead, you had your opportunity. Now I'm, I'm coming. And then I'm quickly walking, but not too quickly. I don't want everyone around who's looking at me to be like, ah, that guy's in a hurry, you know, trying to play cool, but not too cool because I got to go. And I'm walking up to the porta potty and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to find in here? How bad is this going to be? A porta potty in the middle of fucking nowhere in a gas station parking lot. And I open the porta potty door and then I find brand new porta potty. Never been used. <laughs> I was so fucking excited. Never been touched. It looks like it just came off the factory assembly line. Oh, mama. All the toilet paper was still in the wrapping. Not even opened. The water was beautiful blue. No stains. No, no puddles. Nothing anywhere. No trash. Beautiful. I, I almost fucking started tearing up. And I sat down and I proceeded to have one of the most pleasant experiences I've ever had while taking a shit in a porta potty if not the best experience, because I had, I went from that fat guy who probably destroyed the toilet and then having, you know, the anxiety of someone out there waiting for me, right? Or like having to wait in line. And, uh, you know, now to complete solitude, beautiful, brand new toilet conditions. Oh, it was glorious. It even had, uh, you know, a completely filled hand sanitizer bullshit in there. It was nice. It was beautiful. Loved it. So once in a while, everybody, your old pal, Jamesy Poo, he gets a win. He gets a win. And this has been Talk of Shit. <laughs> All right, I know this is a long one, but I, th- I still think it's a good opportunity to check in with our radio affiliate to get a look at sports. K-G-A-Y, and now for your KGA Sports Report, we take you live to sports expert Dan Drizzles. The 2022 Home Run Derby champion is Juan Soto, which further proves that cute boys can't hit. He's not cute. And that was your KGA Sports Report brought to you by Cuties, the, the Mandarin. Not the boys. K-G-A-Y. K-G-A-Y. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder 
What if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Well, today we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Dumb and Dumber, playing Jim Carrey's character of Lloyd Christmas. And here it goes. Hey, yo, like that's it. I've had it with this dump. You know, we got no food, we got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off. Okay, just calm down. Hey, what the hell are we doing here, Harry? We gotta get out of this town, you know? And go where? Where are we gonna go? I'll tell you where. Some place warm. Some place where the beer flows like wine. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano, you know? I'm talking about a little place called you know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Lloyd Christmas. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Stallone Stands Alright, and now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That It's beautiful, beautiful. It's wonderful, wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy that. Fancy that, everybody. All right, I fancy that is a segment which talks about something that I appreciate. Something positive. Something that I fancy. Ah! All right, so, uh, hmm. Pretty sure I blew my whole podcast load already, but, uh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, having sexy time after all this time around the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Got to lay down with the wife. So she can perform her wifely duties. <clears throat> so yeah, that was good. I fancy that. That was a that was a little too long in the waiting process. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Next time uh, we go on a trip, we're not taking no fucking kids. All right. I want to enjoy myself. <laughs> ah, that sounds bad, but it's not. Okay. Uh, also, I fancy a home cooked meal. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. We finally got home. And uh, I forget, what was the first thing we had? I don't know, dude. But I, I barbecued yesterday some carne asada. And then I made some guacamole. And the wife made some, uh, she makes some beans. And she first like roasts a, a jalapeno. And then she uh, gets it all soft and smashes it up and shit in the beans. And oh, boy, oh, boy. And she made some rice. Uh, yeah, and we had some... Uh, fucking bomb ass food man which is first of all i don't really say bomb too often <laughs> but oh after being on the road eating shit for all this time i mean we, we had some restaurant food once in a while but like where you sit down and eat but it was rare but uh for the last couple weeks it was just like bullshit food so to have some beautiful fucking home cooked food jesus christ and a cold beer oh i fancy that so uh 
Yeah, sexy time and food. <laughs> How can you beat it? Imagine that. All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, mama. All right, the fuck you is the opposite of fancy. Mm-hmm. Get to end on a negative note. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. How could you think something so foolish? All right. The fuck is the opposite, where I get to be angry again, cuss, scream, yell, jump up and down, and all that shit. So, a fuck you, first of all, I think it, I think it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Fuck you to getting sick on your vacation. What the fuck, man? Especially with the COVIDs. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, so fuck you to being sick on vacation. And, oh, get this one. I almost forgot about this. Before we left on our trip, so we've had issues with the plumbing in this place where uh, the tree roots will grow into the main outside and clog up the fucking main line. And there's been plenty of times, oh, is it annoying? And maybe you've remembered me talking about it, where I had to call a plumber out to get the big ass industrial sized snake and clear the shit out. Now it's happened in the most annoying times and it's happened on regular whatever times and every time in between. So I finally got sick and fucking tired of the whole fucking thing. And I said, you know what? We're going to get that main, that main line replaced. And then we won't have this problem anymore. So this guy that I've, uh, had, that I've worked with for many years, who's come out to help us with our problem, really nice, friendly guy. He's a black fellow, which doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. But I like this guy. He was always cool as shit, very professional, very friendly reasonable and so uh when i wanted to have the main replaced that's the person i called i wanted to give him the business and uh in the past he fell in hard times he had his whole truck stolen with all his shit all his gear all his tools everything so the last few times that i've called to have my line cleared out he didn't have that equipment because it was stolen from him so there's another reason why like you know what this guy's a good friendly guy i want to give him the business right so we set it up, they come out, he tears up all the dirt. He was, it was going to be like a pull-through method, but uh, there wanted to be some complications with the way the pipes bend, the route of the piping. So he's like, you know what, I got to dig it up and replace it all like the old-fashioned way. So that's what he did. And afterward, <laughs> they, uh, they, they threw the dirt back on the, tr- the big trench they had dug, right? But it was all fucked up looking. It looked like a bomb went off in the front yard. All the dirt was all fucked up and uneven and all that shit. And he's like, all right, we're done. We're out of here. I'm like, oh, you're done? He's like, what about the yard? And he goes, no, we don't do that. <laughs> he goes, we're plumbers. We're not landscapers. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I understand you're not landscapers, but uh, you're not going to try to smooth it out and make it look somewhat like it did before? He goes, no, we don't do that. I was like, what do you mean you don't do that? It's like, you're the ones that, that opened the ground and, and took the dirt out. You're not going to pack it in like it was? He goes, no, we're not landscapers. I'm like, you don't have to be a landscaper. Just, <laughs> I'm not asking you to improve the thing. Just make it look like it did. No, <laughs> we don't do that. I go, look, man, I'll be honest with you. The person I was dealing with, was that your wife? He goes, yeah. I go, very unprofessional. Didn't get back to me when she said she would. You know, left me hanging, blah, blah, blah. I go, so, but you know, I don't know if she told you, 
but I specifically told her that I like you, that you've come in the past, you really impressed me with your professionalism, and uh, you're a very friendly guy. You know, he's, he's like, yeah, he, yeah, she mentioned it to me. I'm like, okay. So I wanted to give you the business, and like, this is what you're going to do? I'm like, this isn't my place. You know, the owner is not going to like it like this. He's like, well, uh, I can tell you're upset. I'm like, well, I mean, I, I've seen plenty of other plumbing jobs where they dig up the ground and they put it back the way it was. They don't just tear it up and be like, all right, well, get a landscaper. <laughs> uh, and he's like, okay, well, I'll have, a, I'll have another friend of mine who does this kind of stuff come on uh, and, uh, you know, and, and work it out and make it look better than it, than it is. I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to upset you. I'm thinking like, well, you already fucking did that. He's like, I, he's like, I don't want a bad Yelp review, right? That's kind of bullshit. I was like, all right. So they pretty much followed up. He kind of stuck to his word. We already went on vacation. We took off. So I don't know how it fucking looked. So when we came back, I was like, well, it looks a hell of a lot better, but it still doesn't look great. You know, it looks, it looks like shit in this one portion, but uh, it, looks, it looks a hell of a lot better than it did. But anyway, the whole thing was like, go fuck yourself, dude. Maybe fuck me too. Look at me trying to be a good guy and give business to someone. And look, it backfires. Fucking asshole. That really pissed me off. And like, I thought, then I started thinking like, am I being crazy? Am I being out of the, uh, am I asking too much? And so I asked other people, like, what do you think? Like, no, they're supposed to put it back the way it was. The fuck is that? It'll make the yard look like a bomb went up. Like, there you go. It's your problem now. It's like, this is uh, quite a bit of money. And yeah, it's a big job, but dude, I, I'm of the opinion you try to make it as close as you could close as you can to how it looked before. Am I wrong? Please, send me an email. The Danger Hour All right. Fuck you to you and you and you and especially you. Yeah, you there in the back. I'm looking right at you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it. Oh boy, this has been a long one, huh? Well, I guess you deserve it. <laughs> maybe you shut this shit off halfway through I don't fucking know but uh, regardless to those of you that are still with it thank you I appreciate your commitment to excellence and uh, I gotta also commend myself for doing this podcast under the weather with the covids this is your podcast the danger hour covid edition uh, yeah what do you want um, you're welcome <laughs> I'm sorry I don't fucking know but I know I tend to ramble and maybe include details that are not important and or necessary. But as my friend Gasboy would always tell me, with me, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And hopefully you enjoyed a lot of these ramblings and hopefully you got something out of it. Something beneficial. Maybe I taught you something. Maybe I taught you that Texas border in the bottom is outlined by the Rio Grande. Because I sure didn't know that. And if I did teach you that, then I guess this was all worth it after all. <laughs> so please, have a great rest of your day. Go fuck yourself. And especially, stay dangerous, my friend. <laughs> Later.